0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackals, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity. Have you ever had that feeling that your mother or your friend or your partner or somebody that you think is close to you is more of a frenemy than a friend? I wanted to give you some ideas today about how to determine what's really going on there. And this is important information because if somebody is behaving like a frenemy, sometimes you want to... Uh, fix that. You want to make yourself into a pretzel or a doormat or something to get them to like you and to do something. And of course, that's just goodwill on your part in many cases, but you may be going a bit too far. So we want to talk about that today. Also, could be that your friend is passive aggressive. So you want to check out dot com. Hold that person in mind. And Take the test. It's there for you. It's free. I created it to help you so find out and know this that all hijackals are passive-aggressive, but not all passive-aggressive people are hijackals. So you want to be clear about that. So today I'm going to talk to you about six devastating signs that you and your partner may be more frenemies than friends. And if you need something further from me after you listen to this, oh, you can always go to forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R, com, find things there, and my YouTube channel with the same name, 4 Relationship Help. So these six devastating signs that could be going on in your partner relationship or in any other relationship. So let's talk about that a bit. So, if you're always feeling a bit on edge about what your partner may say or do, your relationship may actually be a competition in disguise as a friendship or a partnership. You need to unmask that. And when you do, there's room for love to grow. Or you may leave it because you'll be more frenemies than friends. So, does all this sound a bit familiar? Because maybe your relationship feels like a constant, maybe though subtle, um, battle for supremacy, control, a battle coupled with strong, pressing desires to win. Now that's a competition, not a loving, honest, respectful relationship that has the possibility of building trust and strengthening connection. Competition. That's not so good, not very loving trifecta. That's what it offers. These three things. It's tension producing, fear inducing, and trust reducing. And if you knew that's what you were signing up for, you'd run. But it probably crept up on you slowly. And even now, you may not want to admit that it's there. Yeah, there's nothing attractive in competition in a relationship. It's destructive and exhausting. Yet when you get down deep in the workings of some relationships, competition is actually the name of the game. Not the uh, I can crush you at golf kind, but the I can crush your spirit kind. Overt or subtle, competition is still there waiting to pounce. And it, it may look like indirect digs that happen when you're in the middle of a dinner party. Your partner throws a one-liner in your direction, and that cuts you to the core, but everybody laughs. And in that moment, you're faced with the immediate question, Do I say it hurt me, or laugh too? Followed by, Do I bring it up later, or just let it lie? Stopping the competitive nature of your relationship requires a good deal of self-reflection. It's quite possible for even two high achieving, driven and ambitious partners to have a loving, mutually supportive relationship. No one needs to get hurt. Know that. The question is, are you and your partner a team? You may say, yes, yes, we're a team because that's the dream and the supposed right answer. But what actually is the reality? Do you pull apart more than you pull together? How do you stop competing in a relationship you say is based on loving each other? It requires a good deal of self-reflection. I know when couples come to work with me, and I work with couples all over the world through video conferencing, I can almost see the bubbles over each of their heads. Each partner's bubble says, If my partner would just see the error of his or her ways and change, we'd be great. (laughs) Unfortunately, that may seem amusing for a moment. It's the way it often is. You want the issues to be because of the other person's failings and flaws and frustrations. Why? Because you don't like to think that you are part of both the issue and the solution. It's highly likely that both of you have some changes to make. So here's the good news and the bad news. Change starts with you, not with your partner. If you want to put an end to the destructive competition in your relationship. So self-reflection. Take some quiet time. Sit down and ask yourself these essential questions. Now I'm going to give you these questions you may need to listen several times before you capture them all but I will put them in the show notes so you can go and read them there. So here are the questions to sit down in a quiet time with enough time and enough willingness to truly dig deep and answer them. Is there a way that I'm inviting competition in my relationship by my words, my action, my demeanor, or my stance in life and in my relationship particularly? Do I turn everything into a debate? Is my first inclination to find fault rather than see the good? When I'm really honest with myself, do I have a big need to be right? Am I only happy when I'm winning? Am I on guard and look for ways to prove my partner is wrong? Do I have a glass half full or half empty outlook? How much of the time am I focused on what I appreciate and love about my partner? Is that enough? And last question. Do I have my backup and something to prove that keeps me concerned, vigilant, and on edge? So I really invite you to sit with that list. Come back and revisit it. Let these possibilities sink in completely. You're doing this to get better acquainted with yourself so you can bring those insights to improving your part in your relationship. It can help you release the need for competition. And often when you release it, your partner will too. Of course, that won't happen if you're with a hijacker. Now, what if you read that list and your immediate thought is, wow, that describes my partner perfectly. (laughs) That's a good moment to look at yourself clearly and ask, am I fueling it? Am I matching it? Am I enjoying it, or am I wanting to run from it? We were shaped. We come by our traits and behaviors and patterns from the people who raised us and others who influenced us, usually long before we were 20 years old. That's why we begin by looking at the various cookie cutters we met in life that left us in the shape we're in. No, no, not through deep psychoanalysis, but by having an insight or two that can help us realize we can choose to do life differently. We don't have to stay in the shape we were stamped with. It doesn't have to be what we were, quote unquote, cut out for any longer. We can change and grow and transform you know, if you only focus on your partner's shortcomings, nothing will change. You'll defer the blame, but it doesn't stop the pain. Only looking within makes that difference. So if your relationship is a courtroom or a boxing ring or a jousting tournament, you'll never be happy. Where there is a focus on winning or losing of course you can't find love, safety, honesty, or respect. And those are the cornerstones of healthy relationships. I wrote about them in my book Kaizen for Couples. If you can't find love, safety, honesty, or respect, or reliability, then you do not have those cornerstones that create a healthy, rich, empowering, supportive relationship. So... Competition. What does competition and one-up-womanship or one-upmanship do? Well, competition is destined to leave you single, lonely, or at least, even if you're in a relationship, with the lack of intimacy you likely crave. And if you're in a competitive mode, people will shy away from you because you don't feel safe to be around. And again, constant debate, it leaves you exhausted and worn down and wounded. And living with competition all the time, your need to be right means that no one around you can also be right. And really, that's a losing strategy. And if you have a need for control, it leaves other people wanting to cut the strings and stay far away from the puppeteer you want to be. So if any of those things apply to you, there's some really good insights where you can go to change right away. Always remember, I'm here to help you. So go to forrelationshiphelp.com if you want that help. Because if your relationship is a competition, you too need to be discussing, understanding, setting, and maintaining healthy boundaries. Otherwise, nobody's going to be happy, especially in the long run. The self reflection required to set and establish your personal boundaries is imperative. Self reflection. There's no quick fix or an easy solution to that. So, if you're looking at maybe your relationship is just disguised competition and that you may be more frenemies than enemies, and you're thinking that's a possibility, for now, be aware. Is your relationship a competition? And if so, is it what you want? And if your answer is no, then get the relationship help and relationship advice you need to put an end to the tournament. It's almost impossible to put an end to the competition on your own because it is so much a part of you. It's things that were given to you in your early life. It's the way you know to behave. It's the way you know to feel safe. You know, don't beat yourself up about it. If you find that that's the way you're, you're actually hardwired at the moment, that can be fixed. That can be changed. You, in, you inherited that. You adopted it. You adapted it in order to survive, and you can change that. But these are devastating signs. If your relationship has turned into frenemies, and you're not even best friends in your primary relationship, then you've got some work to do. Do your own work first, and then if you need help, just come and see me at 4 Relationship Help. I hope this has been helpful to you. I know it sounds a little hard and harsh, but you do have to do that self-reflection. Nobody can do it for you. And I know you care about yourself. You know you matter and you will do it. Talk soon. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at forrelationshiphelp.com, forrelationshiphelp.com or visit me on YouTube at 4 Relationship Help. Join me for next week's show.